are listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 22. From knowing zero, absolutely nothing about real estate this time last year to now I have a six-figure wholesaling business that I am the boss and I won't be firing myself anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hello, this is Cody Hoffine with Investor Grit. We're bringing you yet another podcast for Wholesaling Inc. powered by Investor Grit. And today, we are going to deep dive yet another wholesale deal that has helped our guest that's with us today make some quick money, some good money, and, and just continually be addicted to wholesaling. And so today, we'll deep dive that deal and let you know what it looks like and then go from there. So today we have with us is Brandon Barnes. And this guy is a rock star rhino. He's part of the tribe. And I have loved watching this guy right from beginning to where he is today. Just do nothing but keep growing his wholesaling business. And so he's going to help us understand how he's been able to do that. And he'll share with us one of his most recent deals that um, I don't want to share too many secrets that made him a good chunk of money. So Brandon Barnes from Atlanta, Georgia. How are you doing, my man? Hey, I'm doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Let's go through this and kind of give people a background about who you are, and, and kind of what got you into wholesaling? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, I'm here in Atlanta. I started off my career in corporate America, working for a few different Fortune 500 companies. I had a chance to come back home. And in my very last position, the biggest blessing in disguise that ever happened to me did. I was fired from that last position. And it was during that time that I kind of, you know, did some soul searching. That was in November 2015. And I called up a good personal friend of mine, Daryl Patterson, who happened to be a rhino as well, and asked him about the whole actually the real estate business that he had going. Um, so he's actually the first person that introduced me to wholesaling, introduced me to um, Wholesaling Inc. and, and, and Tom Kroll. Um, and I eventually, from January through April, just kind of learned a little bit with him, did some joint ventures. And then I came officially into the tribe in May, started my own LLC. Um, that was actually after winning a uh, wrongful termination suit against my last employer. So they really bless me and and help me start this career and I haven't looked back since. I've grown the business from knowing zero absolutely nothing about real estate this time last year to now I have a six-figure wholesaling business that I am the boss and I won't be firing myself anytime soon. <laughs> Brandon, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you're so open and honest and candid about this. This is something that you went through what sounds like some some diversity. You had some 
ups and highs and lows. You, you, you were working for corporate America. You're working for some great companies. Ultimately get fired. And, and I want to ask this just so our listeners understand this. Was that a comfortable position to be fired or was that very uncomfortable? Oh, it was, it was very uncomfortable. And to make matters worse, I had just come back from getting married and spending a honeymoon in Jamaica with my wife. That was October 10th last year. I come back a month later and I've lost my job. Oh, that and, was their wedding gift. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, it actually, like I said, it turned out to be a gift. I mean, my goal in life was to kind of follow my father's footsteps, uh, climb the corporate ladder. But I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I thought that I would make some money in corporate America and then you know, acquire a, a startup company or, you know, begin to work with a startup and do and get into running my own business or being an entrepreneur in that way. But, you know, unbeknownst and to me, uh, wholesaling. And this is awesome. I mean, because because this uh, wholesaling business and, and, and this real estate really is, I think the stat is like 90 or 80 or 80 or 90 percent of millionaires, you know, do so or become that, have that net worth through real estate. And sure. anybody with the, the drive, um, you know, the persistence and the know-how just to, to be able to be an entrepreneur that gets into real estate, you know, the sky's the limit. And sure. I'm, I'm a testament of that. Awesome. Well, Brandon, what the big thing that our listeners can learn from this, which is huge, is the fact that you took this uncomfortable situation, you're able to sit there, ponder it, and you can take that moment and you can allow that to crush you, break you, and turn you into a nobody. Or you can take that hard moment. You were just recently married. You probably had plans of family. You have all this going on. You can take that moment and realize what you call it a blessing and a gift, which is huge. That's a huge mindset to take this, what the world would perceive as negative, as as hardship, as as something that can tear you down, break you down. But you actually let that lift you up, raise you above to become someone better, and then ultimately lead you into wholesaling. And not just wholesaling, but a very successful wholesaler that is 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 doing well with real estate. So let's let's kind of deep dive and let people understand a little bit what you do in the Atlanta Georgia market and let's talk about one specific deal that you have recently done and and let's go from there. Tell me from start to finish how it looks. How did you find this deal? What kind of marketing did you use? And then let's let's break it down granular so our listeners can understand and see if it's something they can take massive action and implement. Definitely. Following the Investor grit method of utilizing direct mail, building good relationships with everybody that we come in contact with, um, finding a few channels and absolutely crushing it and wholesaling is exactly what I did. I consistently send direct mail. I actually uh, use our buddy Kylie uh, for Facebook marketing as well. You know, I do some cold calling, but I've also incorporated one of the the more recent guest that we've had that you've had on this show, Rick Ginn's probate course, uh-huh. I've implemented some of that also into my business. And it's not just a postcard mail piece. It's a personalized letter that we send to the representatives of uh, the estates of different um, recently deceased uh, people. Okay, and so let's kind of hold on right there. Hold that thought. Okay. So you're talking about, did you say probate, right? And correct, these, correct. these are people that maybe, let's say, an example, 
just so we can break it down so they understand. So if, if your parents passed away and you inherited their home, this would have to go through what's called probate where this home will switch from title of the parents that maybe just passed away and switch over to Brandon Barnes for say. And you're, you're working with these individuals that now inherited that home. Is, is that kind of how I understand that? Yep, that, that's definitely how it works. In that scenario, I would go into the county courthouse and say, hey, I need to probate my parents' estate. Uh, whether they have a will or not, um, it would direct what to do with all of the assets that they owned while they were living. So I become the personal representative. So I'll go down and see everybody that recently applied for executorship of the the will the estate okay essentially and like I'll, the owner the person that's gonna that's gonna manage their going forward those assets of the deceased person exactly, exactly okay exactly right okay so I'll send a letter uh, to each of those you know personal representatives we'll call them and address the, what's called the golden child no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but the we'll, favorite we'll child the, yeah right. <laughs> We'll, we'll address the property. We'll offer condolences. We'll address the, the person that is uh, now deceased and basically uh, mention that we can pay an all cash offer for an as is purchase of that home that they have in their estate. And okay. I do that consistently. Everything that you know yourself and Tom has always said is Whatever you do, whatever marketing channel that you decide to go forth with, you just have to absolutely crush it. So I guarantee you the ladies working at the front desk of each of the probate offices in the different county courthouses around Atlanta all know me on a first name basis. Because they, name. See, <laughs> they see me there literally every week. Yeah, because you have to be consistent in that. And the first actually probate deal that I got was a lady that uh, got my letter back in June and she reached out to me in September and I turned that into a $24,000 deal. Okay, so uh, wait, wait, before you give out the goodies, because that's awesome, let's now break this down. So you said something took place in June. That's when they got your mail piece? Yes. Okay, and um, then something that transpired in September, you're saying? Yeah, as you actually just sat on the letter. She she received the letter and, you know, didn't do anything with it. I guess she was trying to decide what to do with the house. Uh-huh. And reached out to me after about 3 months. Okay. And, and this by by phone reached out to you? Yes. Okay. She, she did uh, call me up and said, "Hey Brandon, here's the address. My niece still she she actually was an out-of-state representative, so I think she lived in North Carolina. The house was here in Decatur, near Atlanta, and um, her niece was able to let me inside the property. Took a few quick pictures of the property, uh, kind of built that rapport uh, with them, let them know that I was going to look out for their best interests, of course, and make them a fair offer. And I went on and got that under contract and reached out to a few cash buyers. And every cash buyer that I reached out to was fighting me for this deal because it was smoking hot. And I, I was able to live up to the seller's expectations. She actually let me know that, you know, if I had a came in and, and locked it up. I think I locked it up at fifty thousand. She said, you know, anything less than that, she said she would have been skeptical. But fifty thousand dollars was about what she thought it was worth. Okay, that's actually right where I came in at. Um, but my cash buyers came in at around seventy five, give or take a few. And I had multiple offers on this property. Okay, I actually double closed on this one. Okay. 
So, so let's let's break that down. So this is a property that you actually purchased, whether it was with your own money or with borrowed money or what we call transactional funding. And then from there, you own it and then sell it off to ultimately like an investor, correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, and that ultimately, Ben, was at what? Did you say $24,000? Yes. Yes. Um, after, you know, because I, I did pay a little bit for the transactional funding on this uh-huh. one. Because it was such a large assignment that I felt it best to actually close on the property using the transactional funding and then uh, immediately resell it to the buyer for, you know, that that twenty four thousand dollar assignment. Brandon, get ready. You know, it's about to come down. Get ready for the sound of victory, my friend. Awesome. That is awesome. So $24,000. Now, Brandon, you said some things in there that I want to break down that, that you mentioned that I want people to, to understand how important it is. That wasn't just this simple process, but more importantly, Brandon, how, how important was establishing that relationship of trust and then more importantly, fulfilling on what you said you're going to do? How important is that when it comes to this deal? Is that just a little part of it or is this the majority part of it? No, that is the whole enchilada for sure. Because, you know, once I I built that report over the phone, you know, let the personal representative of the estate, the, the seller know that, you know, I, you know, just really wanted to get over there, give them a fair cash offer. I would handle all of the details with the transaction, constantly in communication and, and making sure that I'm following up on um, everything that I promise along the way. They started to expect that I would call them and keep them abreast, abreast of the situation. And that relationship of trust definitely allowed me to be able to do what I need to do, have access to the property when I needed to have access to it, You know, let them know, you know what information I needed for them you know, hit all the deadlines with when we would close. It really just made them feel comfortable with the the sale. They knew that Brandon Barnes was handling um, their loved one's estate as it should be. And then ultimately, on the back end, I actually got a glowing review for my website, uh, atlsellnow.com, from both the personal representative that was in North Carolina, as well as her niece did a video testimonial for my website right in front of the property. And that goes a long way for continuing to build the reputation that I have in the city of being a wholesaler, a cash buyer with ethics and morals that will take care of the property and and continue to make sure that people are walking away from these transactions feeling good, um, that they were able to sell their home as is, no strings attached, and somebody is going to make sure that things happen as they should the right way the first time. My man, Brandon Barnes, really, absolutely congratulations, because I love how you're always taking the place of being careful with, or, or, or I should say caring with these individuals, and then taking it to the next level. The best part, and I'm going to call it Rhino Nation when you hear this, that our listeners, the best thing to learn from this is how involved he is to let people know that he is someone that they can trust, that he'll fulfill and do exactly what he says he's going to do. But then more importantly than that, that I want to touch on that I think is so huge that some of us forget to do and is so important and, and you nailed it perfect here, is when you take 
a good, a win-win situation, and that it's such a win-win situation that they are willing to leave a testimonial that you can then use so that you can establish that relationship of trust with your next potential seller that is looking to sell their home. Because ultimately, just so everyone understands this, people do business with people they trust. And if they don't have that trust and you don't have that, you can't establish that trust factor. It's the investor that is establishing that relationship of trust is going to walk away with the contract every single time, even if they're not the highest offer, because people do business with people they trust. And that's why Brandon Barnes is so successful in his market and could be successful in any market because he's a man of integrity. He's a man that goes in there and establishes that relationship of trust and he walks out with putting homes under contract. That's the byproduct of this whole entire thing. Wholesaling is not that complicated. Usually when I hear people's frustrations and complications, it's because it's them that's complicated. It's them that's that's frustrated. It's them that is not taking time to just know that this business is just a business of relationships. And as you do those things time and time again, you will be successful in wholesaling because it is all about establishing those relationships and building those relationships and letting them know that you are an individual that can trust. Brandon, I absolutely love it to the point where you did this so well that the byproduct, again, when I say the byproduct, you don't go in there thinking, Deal, 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 deal. You go in there and how can I help these individuals? They have maybe problems in their life and you're just trying to see if you can be the the solution to their problem. And then when you are, the byproduct is you were able to, on this particular deal, make $24,000. And my friend, that is absolutely, absolutely awesome. Yes, thank you, thank you, Cody. Uh, it's been a wild ride, but I, I continue to follow the advice of, of yourself that relationship. Uh, Establishing a relationship of trust has been key to growing my business faster than I would have uh, without having a mentor such as yourself. So um, <laughs> you're super, super, super kind. But give yourself great. credit, man. It's all you. You take this this information and then you just take massive action, and that's ultimately what creates that success that you're having right now. So that's that's kudos to you, my man. If you could start over, though, Brandon, if you were saying, "Hey, I'm brand new in this wholesaling game," and you're looking back at brand new Brandon Barnes, what would you recommend to the listeners that if they're new getting into this, here is one thing I would make sure I either did again because it was it was a big help and in, in contributed to your success or what you would have done different. You can go either way with that. Yeah. Well, first things first, definitely having a mentor day one that you can rely on for information. That's what I would do again. But what I would do that I didn't do initially is um, that relationship of trust is a two-sided coin for sure. It is um, having that relationship with your sellers as well as your buyers. Now, that was something that I didn't focus on on the buyer side. You know, in Atlanta, it's such a competitive market that if you have a hot deal, a buyer will come for that deal. However, it's the ones that were more difficult to move, the ones that I didn't have as much excitement over that if I had have had 
a, you know, more buyers that I could just pick up the phone and call and said, hey, you know, really need you to take a look at this deal. Please, you know, help me out. Just just having that better relationship with some of those buyers to get those tougher to sell deals is what I would do different because I've had a few of those instances where definitely even early on, I did a bunch of joint ventures because I didn't have a big bulky buyers list and I didn't have those relationships. So if I had to, if I had to jump in a time machine and, and do it all over again, it would be focusing on my buyers just as much or, you know, close to as much as I did my sellers, because I think that that goes a long way uh, with having a, a full fledged wholesaling business is having being a little bit more of equal with where your focus is sellers as well as your buyers. Fantastic, man. Great words of advice right there. If you could share one book for our listeners that has helped motivate you, inspire you, and kind of change your mindset, what book would you recommend our listeners listen to that has been like a a contributor to your success? Yeah, well, if you're going to be part of Rhino Nation, you you must read uh, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. That was a great read for both myself and my wife. She as well uh, completely uh, changed her mindset and really started to be more focused on what we can do to, to be better people as well as uh, better business owners. But since that first book, the only other book that I would throw out there is The One Thing. Oh, such a good book. Gary Keller, right? Yep. And Gary Keller definitely helped me focus on, you know, doing the one thing this month that's going to actually do do the one thing right now that's going to Uh, help achieve your goals for today, which will help achieve your goals for this week, which will help achieve your goals for this month, et cetera, et cetera, so forth and so on. So that at the end of the year, if you continue to uh, dominate and destroy the goals that you set for yourself each and every day, it will build to your ultimate goal of having a million dollar wholesale business by the end of the year. You know, so, so, so that, that has also been, been very key uh, in my growth in this business. I love it because here's the thing. What goes on in, in the – whenever I see a wholesaler that is struggling or having that hard time and, and they talk to me or they, they say like Brandon or Cody, how are you consistently finding these deals? Like I cannot consistently do this. It's usually within those individuals. I'll usually find out that there's some inconsistency. There's not one thing that they're focused on. It's like, hey, I want to do a little bit of Facebook. Hey, I want to do a little bit of bandit signs. I want to do a little bit of door hangers. I want to do a little bit of direct mail marketing. And they're kind of doing the shotgun approach where they're just trying a little bit of everything. And it ends up just not working for them where I tell every one of our students as as well as people I talk with, like it is all about being the sniper, shooting one bullet at a time, getting good at direct mail marketing. And once that is up and firing on all cylinders, at that point, you can add the Facebook marketing or the pay-per-click or the door hangers or the bandit signs, whatever it may be, but that you're adding each marketing channel one marketing channel at a time and being a sniper, just shooting one bullet at a time, those people end up being my most successful students as well as they end up being the most successful individuals that I, I talk to. And it, it's all back to this, this book that you're talking about, the one thing, being focused on one thing. And once that's fired up and running, you can add another thing. And by that time, you're also adding team members that are helping you take care of that next thing. Exactly. Exactly. I actually, I'm looking at my whiteboard right now. I have on there. Focus will make you rich. Forget where I heard that from. Maybe from Joe McCall, but I think I heard that, and that definitely uh, speaks volumes. Just, just 
singularly focused and being granular and in, in your approach. Awesome. Well, Brandon, my man, you uh, you continue to motivate me, inspire me. When I see your post on Facebook and I see all the the success you're having. I absolutely love watching you succeed. You, you've done some great things, and I know just by who you are, you're also using um, the money that you make. You're using it for good as well. You're giving back, and you're helping individuals out, and I, that just continues to inspire me and, and, and help me remember, okay, Cody, are you doing exactly that as well? Are you helping individuals in their lives? Are you giving back? And the, the person that really does that they'll find out that they can have a, a Brandon Barnes experience. When you give back, things just keep coming back tenfold. And so, Brandon, congratulations on all success, my friend, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you again, Cody. Absolutely. Best in the nation, for sure. <laughs> it is a fun, fun group. Okay, Rhino Nation, we have had yet another amazing podcast where we have interviewed Brandon Barnes and how he is finding success in his Atlanta, Georgia market using probate system, using direct mail marketing to find his motivated sellers. And ultimately, because of who he is and, and being an individual that is likable, approachable, and establishes that relationship of trust, he's able to put homes under contract. And as you implement these things, that's the best part about this podcast. If you will take these things and take massive action – you can have this same success in your wholesaling business. And if you guys want more, if you guys need our help and want us to personally help you build your wholesaling business, you can go over to investorgrit.com. That's investorgrit.com. Click on the website and get on our email list. We send out gold nuggets all of the time that will help you, give you some ninja tricks on how you can explode your wholesaling business. And if you like, you can also click on the coaching tab and book a call with our team. And if we like what you have to say, we might just invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.